0: The Inside Track, a new podcast from News Talk for Election 2020. Hi there, it is episode one of The Inside Track, an Election 2020 podcast from News Talk with Ivan Yates and myself, Shane Coleman. We're going to use our insider knowledge to help you with your decision on polling day, which of course, as you all know, at this stage is Saturday, the 8th of February. (music) The election will be held on Saturday the 8th of February and in holding a general election on a Saturday for the first time I do so knowing the inconvenience to parents of a polling day on a weekday during school term having to take time off work lost income having to use up an annual leave day that you might have wanted to use for something else and of course increased child
1: costs. The conversation was one second, you know, I'm going to the park today. <laughs> so that was the conversation today. Um, Boy, I, I think, um, I have to say, I had an idea he was. Uh, I so I had you. some of the old guard
0: left, and the, the head of the old guard is leading the party and asking people to be Taoiseach. Yeah. If you put that man back in here you actually risk all the progress that we've made. So Michail Martin had his time in government, he had 14 years in government, and he has a long record. So we know what he did when he sat around the Cabinet table.
1: I get very worried when Ivan Yates makes those kind of predictions. <laughs> 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 no, I've, as far as I am, not going to get into numbers. Uh, I never have, and I, I don't attend to now. I think seat will be very hard fought for, Philip. I think this is going to be a very competitive campaign on the ground in every single constituency. It is a more fragmented electoral landscape now than it would have been in the past. And, you know, there will be independents, there will be smaller parties and the larger parties. So in five-seaters and four-seaters, the destination of those last two seats will be very, very hard to call now. So, you know, fair juice to Ivan, he's not afraid to stick the neck out, but I'm not going to make those kind of calls.
0: Now, we wanted to start this point, by, I suppose, by teasing through some of the, the topics, the themes of this. Uh, it's very early days, yeah. obviously, in the campaign. Is there a one overriding one? Is there one big, big issue in this campaign?
2: Oh, yeah. well, there's, there, there's a few. First, historically speaking, in any election uh, in the history of the state, in Britain or in Ireland, to get a third term. You can't do it in the States. To get a third term is virtually impossible. Yeah. So if this was Bertie going for a third term, as he was in 07, whether it's Blair or whatever, you you do have the issue that someone points at Leo uh, or any Simon Covey and say, once, mate, you were the future. You're not the future anymore. And, and that is just the nature of politics, sure. that society doesn't stand still. But within that, there's a number of subsets of plots, because I, I'm just wondering if we take something like retirees. And if you think about what you do every morning, and what I do every evening in terms of the national conversation. I'm just wondering, because the rule of thumb is one in three TDs, either don't get elected, retire, go to Europe, you know, Bigotry, deci- yeah, John, John, you know Jonathan yeah. O'Brien, decide to do something else with their life uh, and so on. I'm just wondering if the definition of your TD from any party, male, pale, stale, is going to be replaced by female, young and urban and I just, when I'm looking at the constituencies, when I'm looking at the slate of candidates, I'm looking at that.
0: Does that mean then when you and I, as we always do, we go through the constituencies, do we almost have to throw out the rule book a little bit and go, OK, last election I would have given that to X, Y and Z. But this time around, there's an independent candidate, 26, with green credentials, a woman. We now have to throw well, you, her into the You've mix. put your
2: finger on the button there. I think there's a coincidence of young people voting, young women voting, and the whole veganery thing, and the whole vegan thing, and the whole lifestyle thing. And therefore, I think that the Greens may tick. Someone like Sorsha McHugh. In Mayo. Because,
0: yes. like, I, I was going to say to you, oh. like, you and I five years ago would have said, forget it, the Greens the the Geography, can't alone, geography
2: alone, she couldn't win. Yeah. You know, she's out in bloody Ackle. Yeah. Like, not a great place to start from. Start from Castle Bar or Westbourne oh, yeah. or somewhere. But don't be starting out in the Atlantic, in Belmullet or Ackle, for yeah. God's sake. And actually,
0: don't really be standing in Mayo, because it's not a Green stronghold. Touché, touché. So, but,
2: like, that is, but that is but one example. I think you're going to see mushrooms appear. Of maybe in Galway West, where some unknown young green female city councillor uh, could could get elected out of the blue. So it's not just a green thing, but I'm. That's the so the first thing is that, and I think you know, for our first podcast, I think it's appropriate to pay tribute to some of the icons of Irish politics across the board. The interesting thing, uh, which tells me how well Fianna Fail are going in terms of momentum and attitude, they haven't one retiree, one succession it's, problem. It's extraordinary. I mean, yeah. But when you look right across it. Jerry Adams, Willie Penrose, Michael Noonan, Ender Kenny, and uh, so many more. The, the, even the Big Martin names. Ferris's, yeah. they, they have given their, adult, yeah, absolutely. They've given their adult life John to politics. Yeah. And you know what? Because we live in an instantaneous, spontaneous media and social media, you know, eating bread is completely forgotten. I think it is appropriate that these people have, you know, in all parties, have done their bit.
0: Okay, there's another theme, though. In this election, that I don't think has been there for a long, long time, and that's we have two big, big beasts as leaders. You've got Leo Varadkar, you've got Micheál Martin. I would argue you—you and I are both old enough to remember Hahi versus Gareth. That was my
2: first three elections to stand. Yeah. that was in the epicenter of the whole thing. And I think they fought, the good Charlie the Crook. Yeah, yeah, they, fought yeah it it over, the they fought it out
0: over—they fought it over four elections, two elections each. I don't think we have—we have had that battle since then because okay, you had Bruton versus Ahern, I don't think I don't. Ahern had had a definite edge there. And then after that, Ahern versus uh Noonan wasn't it wasn't a big one. Hern Hern had the edge over Kenny. Twenty eleven didn't count because Fianna Fáil were in disarray. And Michal, let's face it, wiped the floor with End the last time around. This time I think you have two equals in terms of political stature going at it head to head. And it's I think the election is going to focus that almost presidential between those two. Now I'm interested in your view on this. Does that mean the other parties get squeezed you've got Sinn Féin Labour less so the Greens because I think as you said they're a special case independence that they get squeezed and actually both parties do better than we expect
2: I'm disappointed in you Shane (laughs) Uh, first of all that is what every Paul Corr is saying I, Ooh, a bit, that but, uh, I expect that no, hurts. That uh, uh, hurts, and I know you're out of the bubble that you were in in Lance Well, Strauss. out of it. No, I'll go a little bit of the road for you to say that the leadership context uh, is 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 presidential. It is a binary choice for Tishik. Absolutely right. You know there isn't going to be a third option no, for Tishik. No, so there's th- no no that, yeah, for yeah, Taoiseach So for is f- fair and amount. and, and uh, the whole point of having this election is to elect a Taoiseach, to elect a government, and and you're absolutely right from that point of view. Where I disagree with you is this. Back in the day, when it was Charlie versus Garrett, the combined market share of the two was north of 80%. Sure. Today, you look at the existing situation. In the present, all, 50, is it 51 seats? 50, 50 seats for Finnegale was the position in 2016. Yeah, 45, 40, f- 44, 45. For, uh, for, for Fine Gael. Add that up, it's less than 100. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, so that to that extent, it's not titanic in that way, although it is for the choice for, for, for t The other thing. I'm going to disagree with you about and I think all the corps from assessing the constituencies have got this sadly wrong. Wake up, it's not neck and neck. There's one party going down and one party going up. Fianna Fáil going up, Fine yes, Gael going down. Absolutely. And, the, and, the big mo. Oh, oh, it's totally with Fianna. Like there were seats like, uh, we'll take McAuliffe in in central, yeah, I, I'm giving that to A, Fianna Fail. I think that I think that's. And Mary i Mary Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, I think those are both, not marginal seats. They're, they're they gonna, are they're, certs for yeah. Fianna Fail. It's actually between Noel Rock and Desi Ellis. You know what I mean? I'm it's with actually it. I'm so. With so, it, yeah. so the point I'm trying to make is, if that's happening for Fianna Fall probables, what's happening for Fianna Fall possibles? They're moving into the win category, and 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 therefore. Com- combine that. You turn on your radio this morning on News Talk Breakfast and you listen to the stories of the day. 400 tractors outside Leinster House. Do you think that's good news for the government? No. no. Body parts found in Kulak. Do you think that's good news the for the government? The party of law and order, yeah. Fine So, yeah. A homeless man in a tent uh, excavated out of it, right? So the conveyor belt of news every day. Is bad news for the government. Yeah. You know, no matter what an say Leo announces eleven billion today or tomorrow of of you know what? It it is not having the impact. So what I'm trying to say is this that the big issue in the 16 election was austerity anger. People concerned about losing their homes. Mm-hmm. Tens, nay, hundreds of thousands on the street over a shagging water bill for less than hundred euro. This time, it's different. There is not that anger. What there is instead is aspirational anger. In other words, what people are concerned about, youngsters can't have the aspiration to own their own home. But it's a different type of anger. And aspirational anger actually suits Fianna Fáil and the Greens because your Greens are futuristic it doesn't suit the, the, the fragmented hard—you know, hardware yeah. Sinn Féin and the left wing OK I disagree with me No, no I,
0: I, I don't disagree with you and I think you're absolutely right about, about those Fianna Fall seats that people are saying are marginal I think a lot of them are in the bag and I think Fianna Fall definitely had the momentum I'm really interested you, 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 you raised crime because in every election there's an issue that comes along that none of us see a few weeks out I'm just wondering already, is crime that issue? And is that going to be problematic for Fine Gael? I know there's a lot of criticism and draw of the government. There was a feeling that they were too slow uh, to react to that. And we've seen the horrific events of the last few days. Fine Gael like to present themselves at the party of law and order. I mean, that could be a weakness for them. We know health could be a weakness. Housing yeah, is no, going no, to be no, a yeah, weakness.
2: My, my point is, whatever's pissing you off. Blame, yeah, the blame the government. Like, yeah. And as particularly a nine-year government. So that's the headwind they're facing into. And Fianna Fáil actually may not have answers. May, may Rural Harlands mightn't be revolutionised under a Fianna Fáil government. Of course it would, you, yeah. you, you could have a situation that drug crime won't go away, might get worse under whoever is the next government. But the fact is, people reach a point of no return Given these people nine years, I've like given them their go, and it's a bit like all the things that Obama cornered you know change you can believe in change is the constant in politics
0: yeah, I agree I'm wondering, is this going to be one of the dirtiest elections we've ever seen? I think you can slightly see it shaping up that way. I think you can see. Fine Gael have a strategy. Remind people about Michal Martin and where he was back in two thousand and seven to two thousand eleven. And if what you're saying about the momentum being with Fianna Fáil and we see that in opinion polls and so on, I think that's only going to increase and Fine Gael are going to get testy. And there's a testiness I sense already about Fine Gael. I think they're going to be quite happy to stick the boot in. You see Fianna Fáil already targeting Simon Harris, you know, a great man for Twitter, not such a great man to to, to sort out the health service.
2: Is it going to get really nasty, do you think, over the next few weeks? You have me laughing. I fought HR elections. I'll tell you what dirty is. What we have today is not dirty politics. What we have today is professional politics. It's Twitter politics. It's it's kind of like shadow boxing rather than real boxing. Give me a break. I'll tell you dirty politics. Dirty politics is you go to Anderson's town of the Shankill Road, uh, you know what I mean, in, in, in an election for MLAs. That's, that's proper dirty politics. Back in the day of what you cited, Garrett versus Charlie, you deal with the H block in the middle of that. Yeah. That was a dirty, dirty yeah. campaign. That was vicious. That was where, you know, rousing pubs would turn into fistfights. That was a time when politics was tribal. Now it's, it's ambi-pambi, Nancy-fancy Dans who think they're having real battles. So, and the truth is. You know what, a lot of them are looking at. It was different in my day. Well, sorry, it was proper warrior stuff in my day. (laughs) You almost sound nostalgic for (laughs) it. No, 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 no. I think taking the bitterness out of politics is a very good thing. Don't get me wrong. But you see, you know what? You take someone like Noel Rock or someone else, say they lose their seat, or Jonathan O'Brien. There's actually lots of alternative Life careers. goes on. Like, not, no, no, whereas before, it was breed, seed, and generation. My father and grandfather held this yeah, Civil War seat. it was War personal. Yeah. It, was, it was a whole lineage thing. Now, I go off and be a doctor. I go off and be a lecturer. I go off and write blogs. You know okay. what I mean? So like, that, that, And the, the whole nature of politics has changed into a business. It's not, right. so, like it's dirty in the sense that you say it's dirty it's But all these young course yeah. They don't know what dirty uh,
0: politics is I suppose, listen, just lastly like I haven't disagreed much With what you said, which is pretty unusual I have to Absolutely. say, and I agree with you time. about Fianna Fáil have momentum, but if, if if You go back to where we were at this time What was it, four years ago, and that election Going into that election I, I went back and looked at my predictions yeah. In the first few days of that campaign And within a week I had changed him because the campaign took on a momentum that we didn't see mm-hmm. at the time. And Fall had a really good election. Mm-hmm. Finnegall had a horrendous election, mm-hmm. uh, including Leo Vradkou, who didn't have a good campaign. Mm-hmm. In a week's time, might we be? I mean, a lot depends on the campaign and how it goes, and who grabs the campaign by the you know what. Well,
2: I, I was speaking to a Finnegallstra just yesterday about the last election, and you know, I predicted they get fifty-one seats. They got fifty. They were holding. 76 seats from the 2011 election and their explanation was it wasn't the campaign lost it, the public had already moved against them for the austerity and all that, that and, and I, I predicted Labour got seven. Got the mistake I made was I overestimated Sinn Féin and underestimated Fianna Fáil but the total government opposition yeah. I got in, in, in my opinion the extent of the green surge is unpredictable how, how strong it might be yeah, Could can't it can't really go beyond a dozen can it? But still, a dozen's a lot. Oh, it doesn't. A dozen, a, lot. a dozen yeah. means the government won't be formed without them. Oh, it does. And they're the yeah, same. They're, they you're are you're the king, they're the kingmakers at, at the moment. Yeah. yeah, you know, given the antipathy to Sinn Féin, um, but there's 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 so that is the surprise potentially seats that you don't think are in play. Sinn Féin seats, left-wing seats that you say, oh well, that's an established TD you know, the Greens could come up with in or seats that you think are, are going to go to Fianna Fáil, might go to the Greens so that is one possibility um, the, the the other thing is that uh, uh, people think campaigns make a lot more difference than they actually do there is one thing, the F-up factor you know, just say someone has a horrendous incident and it could be sort of Leo and a homeless person, or it could be A death on a trolley, God forbid, or something like that, you know what I mean, which is actually a defining societal moment uh, that impacts on the election. So I wouldn't rule out that's important, but I don't think the campaign managers, with their talking heads and their spin, can actually uh, influence this outcome too much.
0: Okay, because... I'm not sure I agree with you about the last campaign. I
2: actually thought the last campaign, I thought it did matter. Well, Enda had a desperate campaign and And he finished it up with the whingers in Castlebar. It's terrible. Do
0: I say to those people and God knows we have some all-Ireland champions here in Castlebar. I don't mean Castlebar, Mitchells. I mean the whingers that I hear every week saying there's nothing happening. Well, I want to assure them that the future is very bright. All we have to do is maintain progress. In terms of our economy.
2: He, uh, terrible. And I actually... And they didn't realise it was a disaster for yeah. 24 hours and I remember coming on the radio on Monday and oh my God, yeah. he's just lost another five seats. And everyone was cheering him and said, yeah, when he was actually saying it there, because they had a, a, a shindig the next day in Dublin of all the candidates and they all chap chapping what a great thing to say about Winters. It was awful. And, oh and Hall
0: had a really, really good campaign in yeah. a way that a lot of people, the polkors, the aforementioned polkors, yeah. weren't to, expecting him to do. So we we know Michal is a good campaigner. And he's,
2: he's a cautious. He's a cute corkman. Let's call him what he is. I mean, the truth is, he is not going to be scoring in Aguero hat-trick. He is going to be a holding midfielder. Just don't concede here.
0: Okay. I remember Leo in that campaign. He did not have a good election. I remember sitting in a studio close to here. What was he minister for at that time? He was minister for transport, right. I think, at okay. the time. And he and Mary Lou had a debate. And Mary, he was, Mary Lou,
1: I think it's a bit cheeky for an outfit that raided uh, the National Pension Reserve Fund to put water meters in the ground that won't be used, to lecture anybody on pensions. Are you aware, Leo, that there are what, nine hundred thousand workers who have no pension at all? Are you tax aware work. excuse me, are you aware that fifty percent of people who claim relief on pension claim already at the standard rate? Are you aware that people pay taxes on their pension contribution anyhow? You get you get a, le- a level of, uh, of of relief on it. What we are aiming our proposal on pensions on it's not low and or middle range families. It's very rich people who use very large pension pots to avoid paying tax. Well, that's that's what you're saying. So but there, there, I've but that's, said but that's it out loud. That's I have said it out. loud.
2: So, so is no, he no, a but, good oh, campaigner? and but Does but that matter? I'm saying is Finnegall going south? I'm, I'm saying they'll struggle to hold 40 seats. So therefore, what I'm what I'm saying is... 40 that, seats? They, that low? Uh, somewhere in that territory. OK, because I'd have, I'd have them north of that now, I have to say. Well, sorry. If what you say happens, that this becomes about the two big parties, there are seats like Cavan Monaghan and Clare they might hold on to. Uh, but at, the way I'm looking at it now is Fine Gael versus everyone. If you're uh, upset about anything, right, left or centre, you're blaming it on Fine okay. Gael. You think... See. I, I have Fianna Fáil as
0: favourites, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if in three and a half weeks' time Leo
2: was still Taoiseach. From, from listening to you, you would be really shocked oh, if Leo Varadkar was still I mean, Taoiseach. I, I'd, I'd be quite frank with you. Uh, I think if you go put money in the Bank of Ireland, you'll get 0.00%. The idea that you can back Fianna Fáil to have the most seats at 8-11, to 11, which is a point, a 72% return on your money. It's just unbelievable
0: and you don't see that changing over oh, the course no, of the campaign no, I mean, in fact, I just barring something the other
2: way. like Fianna Fáil will have the most seats there's no it's, it's actually I'm, I'm not going to bother discussing that
0: <laughs> ok well look n- next time around we might go into some of those seats and some of, yeah. have a look at some of those seats. Uh, but look that's it from this episode of The Inside Track with Ivan Yates and myself Shane Coleman The Inside Track make sure to subscribe to receive updates on new episodes